Oh yeah. No, I'm a I'm a big time crier. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Sassy Sundays with Ree for a very special episode. I have a very um, old timer friend, guest, colleague, classmate um, from that I've known since sixth grade, Hannah. Irby, can I say your full name? Is that okay? Hell yeah. Okay, Hannah, thank you. Introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Hannah Irby Smith. Uh, yeah, known Rhea about 10 years now. Um, I'm a senior in college. We Wh- both. Where do you go again? Uh, <laughs> Hartwick College. Harvard, we, what? Hartwick. No, Har- Harvard. I'm just kidding, nah. no. <laughs> I don't, I don't mess with those Ivies. Um, yeah, no way. Yeah, small, very small private liberal arts college in upstate New York. Yeah. And And are you playing water polo for them? I was. Okay, so start off with that. Oh, geez. All right. Um, <laughs> I was, yeah, I play, I've played water polo since seventh grade, so mm-hmm. most of the time you've known me. Yeah. And, Always um, very athletic, like the girl in the classroom who could beat up every single person. Uh, I was such a jackass in middle school PE because I was so used to playing club sports. Yeah, you were a little competitive. <laughs> That's an understatement. <laughs> Hannah, I was I was always, let me just put on the record, I was always very afraid of Hannah Arby Smith. Just always terrified of Hannah. I was also bullied growing up, but I wouldn't say it. I don't want to. This is a confront your bullies podcast. <laughs> I'm so nervous right now. <laughs> oh my god! Why? No, I'm kidding. And I'm totally joking. Uh, totally kidding. Okay, so, so funny. Yeah. So you played water polo in yeah. seventh grade, and so you basically played like high school too, right? Yeah, I was on varsity all four years, and I played club. Um, since seventh grade Mm -hmm. and I was recruited for division one and division two schools um, across the country and I was offered a scholarship from Hartwick Mm -hmm. for both um, academic and athletic and they had a really good um, division one water polo program Mm -hmm. and for whatever reason, they only had two Division One teams. Okay. The rest of their teams were Division Three. So and water polo was both of them. Water polo was one of them, and men's soccer was the other. Okay. Um. And it was hard mm-hmm. <laughs> to balance school and um, water polo. And my sophomore year, high school decided to cut the program. Are you kidding me? Mm-mm. They cut the program. What entirely. the hell does that mean? So. They've had a lot of issues with um, properly allocating finances, you know, as college institutions do. Um, okay. And they decided they didn't want to pay for Division One sports anymore. Um, it's a lot more expensive than Division Three sports. Division Three doesn't um, give out scholarships for athletics. Yeah. So um, they just cut the Division One program altogether. Um, yeah. <laughs> what was that day like for you? It was a really weird day because I had slept in that day um, until noon mm-hmm. because it was like early February and I was 
you know, winter in upstate New York. I was in my bed all the time. So I wake up to a bunch of text messages asking if I was okay. <laughs> and like, oh my God, Hannah, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? And I thought someone died. Yeah. Because I was like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, literally. So <laughs> I checked my email and there was this long email from the administration saying, sorry, there was, we didn't know, it was the board of trustees decision and we didn't know that it was up for discussion at all. So we were totally blindsided by it. Um, yeah, my coaches had to scramble for new jobs. They had two little kids. Oh my God. Um, it was too late for most of us to transfer. So a lot of us ended up getting stuck there. Um, yeah, it was a mess. The college, the students were not happy with that decision at all. Do you feel like you were stuck there? Yeah. Yeah. I had a lot of other stuff going on, um, that coincided with this decision. That's so tough. Um, so the water polo thing was honestly lower on my list of priorities, um, even though it meant I would be losing thousands of dollars in athletic scholarship money. Um, I was I was dealing with a break I'd just been broken up with at mm-hmm. the time. Sophomore year? Yeah, my sophomore year. Um, and I was just so depressed. Yeah. Yeah. That's... How long did you guys date? Um, just like five months. But honestly... It's so dumb when, I think it's so dumb when people ask, like, and I can't believe I just did that, but when people say, like, how long did you date? Well, it's like, does time really define the depth of a relationship? I don't think so. In my personal experience, at least. It absolutely depends on the person. Yeah. Absolutely. Would you say, like, that was your first love that you... Um, I don't know. I've had a complicated relationship, so to Mm -hmm. speak, with Mm -hmm. relationships, Mm -hmm. um, since I was a kid. It took me, I mean, obviously I came out Mm -hmm. as lesbian Mm -hmm. our junior year of high school. Okay. And I'd been in relationships with boys Mm -hmm. up until then. Mm -hmm. So I felt like I was kind of late to the dating game while everyone... Right. Had already been dating people for years and kind of like, you know, testing the waters, seeing what it's like. But I kind of had to start fresh at 17. What was that like for you? It was, I think the coming out part was probably the best of it because it was the years leading up to it that were just torturous really yeah because I'd been repressing it for years like I when knew did, if you don't mind me asking like when yeah, did you ahead. when did you know that you were gay I think I knew knew in eighth grade mm-hmm. yeah. I remember that's when Andy Shalotta came out was in seventh grade yeah he was like one of the first ever I, I do think. remember him yeah I thought he was a badass for it yeah I <laughs> in eighth grade Yep. What was the turning point for you? Like, to come out? Mm -hmm. Or even, like, 
When you knew. Oh, when I found out. Okay. I just always felt this, like, it's so hard to articulate, but I always felt this weird, like, intimidation by other girls, and I couldn't place it because, mm-hmm. you know, it's the heterosexuality is the default, essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I just feel weird with pr- like pretty girls. I and um, I like kept thinking about, you know, what if I kissed a girl? And I was like, yeah, okay, something's going on. Like something's mm-hmm. different here. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I just kind of pushed it down for a long time. When did you first realize like being gay was a thing? Um, oh, elementary school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Early. How did you? When was that? Um, I don't know exactly when, but I remember when Proposition Eight was being voted I on. I remember that too. Yeah. In, in when we were in fifth grade. Yeah, that's yep. two thousand eight. Yeah. Yep. And um, my parents are very um, are raging liberals. I um, love it. I'm so happy to hear yeah, that. Yeah, they're outliers in terms of um. Especially Scripps Ranch it, parents, white Scripps yeah, Ranch parents, especially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so my mom um, was very good about educating me about why um, gay people deserve to get married, and I was like, absolutely, like this is stupid. Why do people? I don't. I didn't get it. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, I have some friends who are a little. <clears throat> who come from more Asian conservative, like, Mm -hmm. backgrounds and don't understand the concept of homo, um, of, um, homosexuality. And the thought is kind of like, for me, like, if it makes you uncomfortable, like, keep that shit to yourself. Like, if it makes you uncomfortable, keep that shit to yourself. And I just, as a person, as a person who's a woman of color, Mm -hmm. and if I'm at the bottom of the ladder... Like, who the hell am I to go around telling people who to love? And who are you to do that? You Mm. know? And for me to sit here and, like, I can't... I don't even... I don't even want to get started on Trump because I have so much Trump fatigue that I don't follow it anymore because I'm so tired of following it. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. I'm really exhausted. I'm so tired of being angry. Yeah, I am too. I am too. And, like, yeah, literally, that I'm just over it. But for me to sit here and, you know, you have people who are leaders of the free world and head to the highest standard of the land, and then for them to sit there and be like, yeah, like, I'm sorry, you in the small state of Indiana cannot get an abortion or you cannot get married because I said so, is just like, it makes me, like, irate. (laughs) <laughs> like I can't yeah. even, I can't even begin. Oh, I can't, dude. I cannot even begin. Yeah. Because could... what is it, how the, how the hell does it affect you? Why does it affect exactly. you? Exactly. I don't, I don't understand it. And dude, we could go into so yeah. many different tangential, tangential yeah. rants no, but about I, this right I now. I know, but I want to <laughs> hear about your, your story. I know I asked you a question, so I don't want to interrupt myself. Dude, where, are we, where even were we? <laughs> we were talking about, like, when you came out, what was the turning point for you? That's so nice that you have supportive parents, though. Yeah, they're awesome. I think that is, so that makes sense. Like, your coming out was the best part of it. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, it was hard in the moment, but yeah, it was an instant relief. Yeah. And like self validation and Mm -hmm. self acceptance. I think like everyone else had already accepted me. I just needed to verbalize it so that I could accept myself Mm -hmm. for who I am. Mm -hmm. I think we all did. Yeah. We were all like that girl, Hannah. Like, (laughs) she's just amazing. That's incredible. What was, if you don't mind me asking, like, I know you dated Eric, like, throughout high school. Oh, my man. Sweetheart. What (laughs) was it like? What was your guys' relationship like? And what was it like when you came out for all the other guys that you dated? Um, I think, well, Eric, Eric is a great dude. Mm -hmm. He still is. We're still really close friends. That's great. Um, He lives right down the street from me. I actually ran into his mom the other day and ran into his house and gave him a hug. Um, (laughs) We were, like on and off from third grade to eighth grade. (laughs) I love it. Um, He thought it was funny. He like, he, he was like, oh, my parents knew. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, they knew. They love his parents too. Do you think he knew? Um, part of him had to have, you know, like in, if you, in retrospect, like if you look at pictures of me, when I was mm-hmm. younger mm-hmm. and like just how I acted mm-hmm. like it's it's pretty obvious yeah it was yeah. <laughs> um, I thought so but I was like I don't know I don't want to but I didn't really know the concept of like like I didn't really know anyone gay or like lesbian or I guess it's the same but like I didn't know anyone like that until, like, a few of our friends came out, like, mm-hmm. later in high school. Aunt Annie was one of the first. And I never saw, like, an issue with it. Like, I was just like, okay, like, that's the way it is. And, like, that's totally fine. And, and that's life. And that's okay. Yeah, I don't... I never really, like, had any explicit issues with anyone in high school after I came out. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I know... I can only speak for myself. I think there were things that were going on with maybe, because um, there are all kinds of different gay people. I was just fortunate in that people already knew who I was, and I was active at school and with people, and people are most uncomfortable with what they don't understand. They totally. really don't like it. And I think that some of the more introverted um, gay students um, at Scripps felt that and um, had comments thrown their way. But I also think that people just didn't want to mess with me. Yeah, you were very scary. (laughs) Do you remember in seventh grade when you convinced me that I had breast cancer? Dude, I was such a little shit. Basically, one day I came into class, seventh grade history, Mr. Pucci, okay? <laughs> Do you remember? And I was like, oh my gosh, my boobs are, like, my, I don't know why. My boobs are already. And you were like, Rhea, you, I was like, oh my god, maybe, like, I have cancer. And I was like, that's definitely breast cancer. <laughs> you worked yourself up first, man. <laughs> 
<laughs> I will never forget that. That was just, and I was terrified. I was like, oh my oh. god, I started crying. Like, I not did a... feel bad for that. I was don't, such don't. a hypochondriac when I was little. <laughs> like, I was like, as soon as I like read Balto, I was convinced I would get like diphtheria or something. You know, like <laughs> I watched. I wasn't allowed to watch Moulin Rouge because. But I would think that I would get tuberculosis or something. Oh, my like. God. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so your parents were supportive when you came out. Yep. Yeah. I think everyone was. Um, my dad. <laughs> it was funny, though. Um, when I came out, I was horribly depressed really at the same time yeah I was um and I was on medication that just wasn't working for me Mm -hmm. and um I had come out the first person I came out to was Sarah Madsen yeah shout out Sarah I bet you she's listening to this what's up Sarah um it was after I'd broken up with my last boyfriend Mm -hmm. rip Jonathan. Who is that? Huh? Why do I remember that name? Who is Jonathan? Uh, he went to um, Mira Mesa High. He was in um, college at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and I was supposed to go to water polo practice that evening, and instead I went to IHOP with Sarah, <laughs> and we talked for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And then um, I couldn't tell you what we'd actually talked about, but, um, I know that it was good. Mm-hmm. And Always then, is with her? Yeah. And then I, instead of going to water polo practice, I was like, perfect. Coming out will be, like, a great way to get out of practice. All right. I'm going home. <laughs> I come home early, and my mom and dad are watching. But you told her? Yeah, I told yeah. her. Yeah. What um, was her reaction? I think she was, like confused at first. like she was just kind of like shocked because mm-hmm. it was a weird moment it was in, yeah it was during passing period of oh. all times it okay. just it just happened that way okay and she was like oh hannah how's jonathan and i was kind of like bleary-eyed walking to mm-hmm. class or whatever watching mm-hmm. walking to mr bachelor's class oh my god <laughs> dude he's this one professor he's this professor he's this one teacher in our school who would play, like, the Russian-Soviet national anthem, like, when you would walk through the door. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's, <laughs> that's Batch in a nutshell. So funny. Yeah. And um, Sarah was like, oh, how's Jonathan? And I was, like, kind of, like, crying. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I had, you know, I'd broken up with him. Um, because I was gay. <laughs> um, he took it like a champ. <laughs> What did you say to him? Um, I was just straight up with him. I think I called him on the phone mm-hmm. and was like, look, I got to I've tell never you. broken up with anybody. Oh. How classic does that sound for me? <laughs> yeah, I just get knocked out. <laughs> no, I'm actually, I mean, yeah, there's definitely been times where I've been like, oh, like, I'm, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Were, but it, for me, it doesn't feel like a breakup. Because I don't really date, like, <clears throat> I don't date people just to date someone. Like, mm-hmm. I date, like, because I'm a very emotional person. Like, my moon's in Libra. 
So like, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> <laughs> my moon is in Libra and my rising and my sun are both, or my rising is Sag and my sun is um, Scorpio. So like, I'm very, very, very emotional and like love very deeply. Mm. So yeah, but the Libra moon makes you very flighty. What does that mean? You're, you don't want to commit to anything. And it's, you're kind of like, eh. Well, it's not that I don't want to commit, but I won't commit unless I'm 110% in. Yeah. Yep. You know, like, mm-hmm. I, I'll i be like, oh, yeah, like, you want to go on a date, that's fine. You want to, like, see me, that's fine. But, like, I'm not going to preach. I'm not going to hold you off the rooftop Lion King style and be like, you're my boyfriend to the world. Like, unless I'm, like, 110% sure about that person, which I've never really met anyone like that who I felt that way about. Well, I have, but... Like, or the circumstances weren't right for him or for me or, like, stuff like that. So, nothing serious, but... Timing is a big factor. Timing, bro. I could go on... I could write books about timing, like... (laughs) Just sucks, you know? Mm -hmm. What's your moon? Cancer. Mmm. Yeah. I see. And you're a January birthday, right? Yeah, I'm a Capricorn son. I like Capricorns. Yeah. I have big beef with Gemini's though. I hate <laughs> Gemini's so much. Oh. Anyone who knows me hates knows that I hate a Gemini. I will never do. It's like a. It's like a. Like I'm in hibernation. Dang. Don't talk to me. What Gemini hurt you? My. <laughs> yeah, here it is. Yeah, there's always an answer. <laughs> there was a guy that I saw like two years ago mm-hmm. for a very short period of time, but I just hated him. It wasn't even that he hated. It wasn't even that he hurt me. He just sucked. I don't know if he listens to this or not, honestly. But no, it's not that he sucked. Like, okay, here's the thing. My dad is a Gemini. Mm. One of my best friends lives in New York. She's a Gemini. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm surrounded by them. Okay, I, I get along with them. I don't know. I just attract this energy. But it's two-faced, bro. It's two-faced. Tell me it's not. It's literally two-faced. And, I cannot yeah. stand it. And undeveloped. They're super hypocritical. Undeveloped Geminis have trouble. Um, yes. With that. Yeah. And they love attention. Yeah. Although I will say that developed Gemini placements are fucking unstoppable. Really? Like they just go and go. Yeah. They're very powerful people. Yeah. It's crazy. But mm-hmm. then you have bad Geminis like and Donald Trump. He's a Gemini? Oh, yeah. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I was like, if Don, Don, what's Donald Trump's star sign, Rhea? A Gemini? Obviously. Geminis suck, bro. I'm telling you. It's just the worst. Oh. I don't like them. Undeveloped Geminis like Donald Trump. Yeah. Dude, that's facts. That's fucking facts. Um, you've been, so you've been through, I feel like you've been through a very, okay, I will, I will say this. Shoot. You and I really haven't kept in touch for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I attribute this to, but, like, I can read energies really well, and I can read people really well, mm-hmm. and I'm very spiritual. Like, my third eye chakra is, like, popping. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's literally popping. And, like, so I'm very, like, sorry, I'm very aligned. Like, I know. What I, like, feel from you is that you've learned a lot of lessons. And I it's people somebody could be like, oh, like that's so general. It's like, yeah, if it's general, like screw you. Like I'm like, I'm trying to read you. <laughs> that you're like, you've learned a lot of lessons along the way. I think you're a happy person. I just think you've I think you appreciate what you have and I think you're happy, but 
like happy on the not on the surface but you're like okay like life is good like i i can find happiness like you can find it but you've been through lessons mm-hmm. ups not maybe more downs than ups throughout your four years in the sense that like maybe you like I think like people have come into your life and taught you various lessons. Yeah. And I think like maybe that's the way that you like view the outcomes of like what you've learned is like through relationships and people. Do you think that's true or no? Um yeah, to an extent. Um I I've learned a lot and grown a lot from meeting and having relationships, even, like, you know, friendships or mm-hmm. uh, acquaintances with just various people and um, meeting people at different, like, periods mm-hmm. in Me my too. life. Me too, yeah. Um, has an effect as well. Um, it's just a combination of factors. Um, and I have kind of learned to um, just kind of cherish little bubbles of happiness yeah that's um yeah I am doing really well right now um I'm content I feel like that too yeah I feel like that from you Mm -hmm. do you feel like this do you feel like this place of balance that you're at right now in your life has come from a lot of instability hmm that's a hard question (laughs) I think that part of it maybe like learning different things and also being on the right meds mm-hmm. and um like learning more about myself and um learning how to take care of myself mm-hmm. have just been I don't know. How do you take care of yourself? What's was, the biggest thing you need to do if you're off to take care of yourself? Um, I think what this is going to sound cheesy as hell, but it's really true. Like I was super my self uh, whoa. My humor, my sense of humor was very self-deprecating and like Really? Very, yeah. I'd, I don't like, remember that. Really? I mean, I am very dry and sarcastic. I remember you being super sarcastic. Yeah. I remember you being... I remember you picking on others, though, a lot. Yeah. In middle school and high... And, like, a little bit of high school, it changed a little bit. Yeah. In middle school, I remember you picking on others a lot and being very confident. I was very aggressive. I definitely wasn't confident. I was cocky. Mm -hmm. I was very insecure, Really? And I mean, I like, I think part of it stems from like repressing my sexuality because mm-hmm. I knew something was different and I couldn't place it. Um, and I never quite felt like I fit in, mm-hmm. which was super frustrating for me. And sure. I like knew that I was slightly different, which um, I came to realize was probably... Um, ADHD, which I just recently found out that I have. Um, you just found that out. Just found that out. I could out. have told you that in seventh grade. <laughs> I know. I know. And that's like the most frustrating part 
is that it was like obvious <laughs> when I was young, like really young. Yeah. But um, I think it was like a combination of those things that I just lashed out at others as kind of what like, were you like a defense home? mechanism at home. Mm-hmm. I was a great kid. Mm-hmm. Great kid. I'm um, the oldest kid. I never asked for anything. Mm-hmm. Never said no to anything. I was like, I was like the star, the star kid. I don't know. I was very hyper. Mm-hmm. Like I, I got remember. in trouble a lot for being too rough with my younger siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, I played outside all the time. I read a lot. Um, yeah, I remember you were very good at English. Mm-hmm. Like insanely good. Like very high <laughs> lexicon very used a lot of words that other kids didn't know that Mm. you would read a lot i remember that yeah what do you remember about me from high school or from middle school you're just you've always been very bubbly i actually have a very distinctive memory of you in middle school Um, oh my god no it's a good one i think we were in eighth grade um and we were actually going to go see a movie together it was some horror movie i don't remember what it was but we had made plans together because we wanted to hang out and you called my house phone to like arrange plans and my mom picked up the phone and you spoke with her and then my mom told me I think maybe later that day or the next day she was like oh I spoke to your friend Ria on the phone yesterday she was so she was so professional and like (laughs) like she was so well spoken it was amazing I was like yeah that is because you know kids are like "Um, is this Hannah's mom um, is Hannah home Oh, okay. Like, no, like, you knew how to talk to people, and you were always, yeah, just good energy. Thank you. No, mm-hmm. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. That's so funny. You're, <laughs> I, I know, I can see your mom's face very clearly. I know what she looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Yeah, dude. I mean, you know, I will say, like, what, what did you feel, how did you feel growing up in scripts? Like, when did you real? Because I didn't realize what Scripps was until I left Scripps. <laughs> Not left Scripps. I'm still here, but like, basically, realizing the culture we come from, and that it's it is what it is. Like, mm-hmm. when did you realize that? How did it have an impact on you? And what are your thoughts about it? After thoughts now. Mm. I picked up on it earlier than most, which was frustrating for me because I couldn't really talk to anyone about it other than my parents but um no my my parents definitely don't fit the scripts mold how do they feel they they just don't really interact with a lot of I don't know they hang out with particular like they have their people Mm -hmm. you know my parents too they're Indian yeah (laughs) Um, but I, I picked up on it very early on because I was diagnosed with depression in ninth grade. Okay. And the school was just not accommodating at all. So I was like, okay, this atmosphere, this, um. What did you request from the school? Um, my junior year, I had to, I was gone for a week because they put me on um, trigger warning on um, suicide watch. Mm-hmm. I wasn't hospitalized 
which was weird. I don't know, but probably for the best. And um, I guess the, my um, there's like a number code for like the type of meeting my counselor and my teachers were supposed to have together and they were supposed to accommodate my absences Mm -hmm. and you know provide me with the materials I needed to Mm -hmm. catch up and Mm -hmm. make my grades and I don't think that meeting ever happened oh my god and um Mrs. Francisco the lovely person that she was I think was my only teacher that really really helped me out um that year um in ninth grade that was later on. Um, in junior year. But in ninth grade, I can def- could definitely see, like, that the school is just not accommodating for people with different learning abilities and, like, mental illness. Yeah. Um, That's and a just, huge problem just, like, in yeah, this country and in it general. Just it's wasn't, so disgusting. It's not addressed. And when it is, it's not addressed well yeah. or correctly. Yeah. It's, yeah. If you had to go back and tell yourself when you were younger... Just, like, in ninth grade, the first time you were put on suicide watch, like, if anything, what would you say to yourself? I'd be like, look, it sucks right now, but in, like, six years, you're going to (laughs) have, you're going to be happy, and you're going to be healthy, and you're going to have wonderful friends, and Mm -hmm. a wonderful girlfriend, and cat, and you're gonna have your shit figured out and it's gonna be fine and also you're gay (laughs) oh my god (laughs) yeah i'd just knock that one out immediately that would have saved me so much trouble like oh okay (laughs) got it (laughs) oh my gosh that is that's beautiful that's beautiful what do you think hannah back then would have said I could tell you what you would have said. What? Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck you. With a big punch in the face. You're probably right. <laughs> I wasn't a physically violent person. I was aggressive. You were really aggressive. But. <laughs> I was so scared of you. <laughs> oh my god, no. No, don't worry. Don't worry. What, do you have a girlfriend now? Yeah. When did you meet her? We sort of met my, um... My freshman year of college, mm-hmm. like second semester. Mm-hmm. And then we started talking a little over a year ago, like a year, two months ago. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have been talking for a year? Yeah, we, um, we've been official since February, but we've been, mm-hmm. you know, to, like together for a year. That's beautiful. Mm. Where is she from? She is from Connecticut. Okay. A little East Coast vibe there. What do you think about the East Coast, by the way? Is it very different from West Coast? It is very different. Every single person I've met from the East Coast at USD has been like, the West Coast sucks. Really? They hate it here. But also, you're a surfer person. Like, you're the vibe. That's Yeah, that's true. I'm like not the person to ask if I like the East Coast because I don't. (laughs) I mean, it's cold. It's cold. It's dark. And I mean, I'm... Hello. Um, (laughs) Divine. The water. (laughs) 
<laughs> the water's like pouring on this girl and she's like asleep and she she goes hello hello um <clears throat> yeah it's just i'm prone to depression and not having enough sunlight and it being cold mm. and dark every day it just sucks and um people from upstate new york I think people, like, on the East Coast in general have, like, a different gauge of what politeness is. Oh, my God. So, I think to each other, they're, like, normal. But to people from, like, Southern California, they just come off as, like, standoffish or unkind. I don't know. (laughs) It's, like... And then with upstate New York, too, I feel like they're just 20 years behind socially and culturally really yeah they're just I think like it's insane how the country is so divided yeah i mean we're That's too big thing, yeah we have a 243 year old constitution that was written originally for 13 states that's trying to accommodate mm. a country of 50 states and millions of people 243 years later it's just not viable it's it's just got to be tossed out but that's a whole other conversation we can talk about it oh my god what do you (laughs) what do you want in the new constitution if you had to draft the new constitution what would you write if you had to run this country how would you how would you run it i don't think i would i should be running this country (laughs) i mean okay you don't have to well what 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 do you think needs what do you think okay Suppose, okay, you're going to vote in the 2020 election, yes. right? Mm-hmm. What is your biggest priority? Healthcare. Okay. Healthcare and... Okay. Medicaid for all? Just, yeah. Healthcare, accessible to everyone. And mental health. Physical health. Yeah, mental health and dental are in, included in that. Yeah, <laughs> in that healthcare. And Hannah's healthcare plan. <laughs> um, yeah, it's that's a, that was such a con, separating dental from medical insurance. Oh yeah, that's fucked, bro. Yeah. And vision, like what? Mm-hmm. How separate yep. is your health? Yeah, all it's that it's on all your face. the same. It's how all the same. It it's oh. it's just how they how they make mon- money. Yep. I think I have this theory that college colleges are gonna like go. Like, because it's, the tuition's getting higher and higher and higher every year, people aren't going to be able to afford, like, like, only the rich will be able to go to school. That's pretty much how it is now. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But to the point where, like, it's going to explode and be, like, yeah. 100K a semester. Yeah. When it's, like, when it's, like, supposed, like, where, how am I supposed to save money for my kids? Like, why is that? Like, do I have to start now and I'm not even engaged? Like, what is that? <laughs> No, seriously, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. you it's can't, wild. like, commodify education. It's just, like, this facet of capitalism that is so backwards. Um, yeah. I just... I'll just, like, send people to trade school. <laughs> no one's no one's learning trades anymore. Everyone's just going to go back to trade That's school. That's so true, actually. That's so true. I just hope whoever is, whoever is next. Who do you want to be next? Bernie Sanders. Really? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I respect him a lot. Mm-hmm. He's been fighting the good fight for 
decades. Yeah. I respect him. Yeah. What else, Hannah? What's new? In general? In my life? Oh, man. Dude, I don't know. We haven't... I haven't seen you in years. We can talk about so many different things. How how have how has college been? How have you had this experience that I have had and I've talked to a couple others about this um of each semester of college being vastly different. Yeah. Yeah. Like a different it's like a different mm-hmm. grade. Yeah, it's weird. Um, there's different people I've, I've, in your life. There's yeah. different teachers, different yeah. routines. Mm-hmm. I find that I was like in a completely different space, yeah. like headspace, and like semester to semester. So I want to like 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 map it out for me. Oh my god! <laughs> Go back in time. I can literally identify each semester I had based on the emotions I felt that semester. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you are the same way. Yeah. But like my first semester, my first semester of college, my first year of college, I had a really hard time like adjusting just because like I lived at home and like I, I had a hard time finding a community at USD because everybody was kind of living together, like, on campus, I felt, mm. I had, I went through a lot of FOMO. Oh, were was, you commuting? Yeah. Yeah. I, I commuted all four years. Mm-hmm. And, like, I had a lot of FOMO because I would go on social media and see the parties that I wasn't at. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I hate it. Like, I'm not living college the right way. And my mom was still in this phase of, like, she just graduated high school. She's not even 18 yet. Like, where are you? You know? Mm-hmm. Now it's obviously different because I've lived in another country. Like I studied yeah. abroad, blah blah blah. You really branched out. Yeah, I did. You literally expanded feel... your horizon, <laughs> so to speak. Literally, yeah. So, and I was also really depressed. Not like, not clinically, but I was like grieving a lot because my friend had passed away like senior year of high school. I remember that. And um. I picked up a lot of things. Like, when you grieve someone's death, and I, that is the worst pain, like, I've ever been through in my whole life. Like, the person the person dies. So, the person doesn't have to deal with it anymore. It's the people who are left behind who have to deal with the, the consequences and the brevity of that person leaving you. And, like... It just really felt like there was this person that I was super attached to that I had no reason to be attached to him, but it was literally because there were so many things about him that reminded me of David, like my friend who passed away, Mm -hmm. that I was like, David has sent this person for me, and I was just like super attached to him, Mm -hmm. and and like, and it was really toxic, like to the point where like, he, he and I were friends, but we were so similar, and we would fight all the time, and, like, we were classmates, so we would study together, too, and he would be drunk Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and I would be home Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, like, studying, and he would score better than I would on the exams, and I was so pissed all the time, (laughs) but that's just, like, a side thing, but he reminded me a lot of this person, and I think if this person, like, hadn't passed away, I wouldn't have had that experience, because I wouldn't have 
been subconsciously trying to find things about him and other people. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. and so that's why I got really attached to him. And that was really like, that was tough. Um, and so that was like for about a year, like freshman year. I also was just like really unhealthy. Like I was super, like super, not super overweight, but like I was just like not, I, my face was just like really round and I just like was not healthy and like no concept of like cooking and I still don't have a concept of cooking I still don't know how to shop for myself like nothing because like my parents I live at home so they do all of that Mm -hmm. um but so I like was not looking the best and I was not feeling the best and I was not in a and I don't know if you also feel this but like everything coincides so like if you're mentally unwell you will physically not be in the best Oh, absolutely. Possible way you could be either. Same thing, like, everything has an effect on each other. And so I definitely felt that my um, freshman year. Mm -hmm. After my freshman year, um, over the summer, I um, met someone. And he and I just, like, kind of dated over the summer. And so that really helped me, like, get out of that, like, toxic space. But he was a Gemini. And I was really not... (laughs) Like, it was just, it wasn't anything serious. We were also not, like, in the best place in our lives. And mm-hmm. we wanted to put school first, blah, blah, blah. So, he, once he and I, oh, my God, this story, I have to tell you this story. Oh, God. So, he and I were, like, seeing each other over the summer. Then, like, in, um, like, then what ha- what happened? He basically was just like, oh, I'm taking OCHEM, like, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, go to hell. Like, take your OCHEM. Don't talk to me, okay? Like, then he, um, then, like, I started school because I started school in August. He started school in September, okay? Mm-hmm. And, like, I started school. I was super busy. I was like, I can't talk right now. Like, I'm busy, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, well, I have some time off. So, like, why don't we, like, go get dinner? Okay, so I haven't seen him in like what couple weeks. I was super bummed that he was like, I don't want. He was he said, let's go on a break. Okay, mm. and I was like, what's a break? Like I don't know. Either you either like we're done. <laughs> you go. What? Middle school is the time for breaks. Yeah, like you want to take ta- a you break. Talk. Like like you have a conversation between adults a break yeah. is just a break is childish behavior it's gemini behavior undeveloped <laughs> gemini behavior is what it is has anyone said that to you before what gemini behavior no <laughs> <laughs> no like let's take a break yeah mm-hmm. my um i hate that yeah my ex my gemini moon ex Ooh. yeah she was a taurus okay she was yeah just not not a healthy relationship at all <laughs> I just didn't know what that meant because I had never been with anyone really so I was just like I don't know what that means and then he was like let's go on a break and I was like okay and then mm. he like didn't talk to me but I didn't expect that I thought he was going to talk to me I thought we were going to still like right. he didn't clarify what that meant yeah. and I don't think he had any bad intentions to be honest yeah. I just think he's a if you Gemini. absolutely must take a break for whatever stupid reason at least Center. lay out the parameters. Lay out the parameters. And I had so many regrets, Hannah, because I was like, what does this mean? Like, because then I don't know where my expectations are and I don't know where his expectations are. Like, I have no idea. Exactly. And I think he did genuinely like me, like, two and a half, three years later. I'm thinking that, 
He still hits me up a lot, but I don't want to talk to him. You want to know something very ironic? Tell me. Gemini is ruled by the planet Mercury, which rules communication of all things. They're the worst communicators. They are the worst. I, dude, my best friend a lot, like, no, she is, like, so hard to make plans with. And I think if she and I were in the same city, we would not be friends. Damn. Sorry, oh, like, sorry for any uh, Gemini sorry listeners. For, I'm not. Rhea's just ripping on you guys today. <laughs> I'm not sorry. <laughs> I hate him. Brutal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen. So then we. So, okay, so then <laughs> I can't believe I'm say, saying this story on the podcast. So literally, okay, so we. He's like, let's go out to dinner, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm texting Lauren Potterat. Okay, like oh, while I'm shout out to Lauren Potterat. I love you. Okay. And then I was texting, like, this, I learned so many lessons from this person. Like, mm-hmm. if anyone ever wants to go on a break with you, at lay least, out the parameters. At I least learned you a can, lot. Yeah, thank him for yeah, that. I, I have yeah, learned a lot. That's good. We go to dinner, and, like, I was super nervous for some reason to see him again. And, like, I didn't really know what to expect. Like, I wasn't, I was like, I don't know if you, like, how this is really, like, I don't know if we're just going to be, like, just, like, friends talking or, like, if it's going to be, like, I had no idea really what was going on, okay? So, I'm, like, sitting across from him, like, at the, at the dinner. Like, we're having dinner, okay? Mm-hmm. And we're, like, I'm sitting across from him. And I, like, we finished eating, blah, blah, blah. And I was, like, texting him right before, like, oh, like, on my way. Or he's, like, I'm here. He was, like, saying, like, I'm here. I'm sitting here or something. And so his, his, like, name was, so it was, like, him on my messages list. It was him, Lauren, like, we're right above one each other. Mm-hmm. So we, like, got up after we finished eating dinner. And he's, like, okay, let's go. Like, I'm still hungry. Let's go to Taco Bell. I was, like, fine. So we, like, are walking. And I just super quickly, like, so quickly that I didn't even think about it. And I didn't even look, okay? Like, I just super quickly opened my phone. And I was like, I think he's way more into this than I am. Uh-oh. I said that, okay? And I Uh-oh. thought... I thought... <laughs> I thought I sent that to Lauren. Classic. Okay? And so then... No, get this. Then we're sitting at Taco Bell... And he opens up his phone. Romantic. Romantic. Bro, like that. Dude, (laughs) with him, it was like, I hopped Denny's Taco Bell. I'm like, no, like, take me to Cheesecake. Like, I don't want (laughs) to. I was like, I am done. Take me to Hibachi or walk away. (laughs) (laughs) If we don't go to dinner. Men ain't shit. (laughs) Ladies, do better. You deserve better. As a lesbian. As a lesbian. Please listen to me. Men (laughs) ate shit. Okay, men (laughs) ate shit. So I text him that. We're sitting in Taco Bell. And he, this is like summer going into sophomore year of college. And he like opens up his phone and he's like, why'd you text me? Uh Uh-oh. And I was like, I didn't text you. And he's like, yeah, you did. And I was like, no, I didn't. And he reads it out loud. He goes... I think he's more into this than I am. <laughs> you read it out loud? Nah, I literally Dude. almost shot myself. <laughs> I would have walked out. <laughs> literally. No, I would have ordered a, <laughs> like a chalupa or something, and then I would have walked out. <laughs> <coughs> I literally and almost And a Baja shot. Blast. <laughs> 
Doritos tacos. <laughs> I literally almost, I was like, my face, I was like, oh my God, like, I'm not, I was just like, I, I was just like, oh my gosh, like, no, that's not what I meant. I like, just fucking wore shit. Floundering. <laughs> oh, you gotta own up to it at that point, man. <laughs> Dude, he read that aloud to me and he was so calm and collected. He was so calm and collected, like freaky calm and collected. That's terrifying. That's Gemini's. I'm telling you, it's horrible. He goes, oh, like, he goes, oh, um, he was like, don't worry about it. Like, you're overthinking. It's fine. Don't worry, blah, blah, blah. The whole night went fine. And I was just like, I'm so sorry. You just make me nervous. Like, I'm just like nervous. Like, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. Nothing happened. We go and we sit in his car and we talk and then like I just like was like okay well like I'll see you later and then he was like yeah okay bye and then like we left and it wasn't like our first date because like after our first date he like texted me after you know we were talking it was like really good vibes Mm -hmm. he didn't text me like nothing like it was just like thank you and like bye Mm. then he goes I check Instagram and he posts a picture with him and his boys and he's like, all I need are my boys. Like, only love triangle I need. Like, some kind of horseshit, Like, heartbroken shit, okay? Then, the next day I'm driving to school, I get a text from him. And he's like, I would have never said that to anyone I truly liked. Like, that is just so rude and offensive. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, can I call you? And he's like, no, I'm in lab. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, Okem. I'm like, okay. Then I don't need to. I was just like, but I felt I blamed myself for a lot of it. And I was just like, mm. I, if I hadn't sent that, like, what would have happened? And I was really upset because I put all the blame on myself. And I was just like, oh, my God, like, because I sent that text, that whole thing was over. And you want to know the funny thing? Like, obviously, everything happens for a reason. But I was really upset, like, that that happened. And I was just like, oh, my God, like, I ruined everything, blah, blah, blah. I actually went out to dinner with him, like, this summer just to catch up. Mm-hmm. And, like... I like brought this up I was like do you remember like why we stopped talking and he was like no and I kid you not I think that pissed me off more than like anything else because I was like I spent three months blaming myself and being super like hard on myself for you to pull up three years later and be like no yeah I was like, are you kidding me? Like, just men, bro. Like, they just do not mm. remember. Like, it's ridiculous. You've got to know your worth and just, like... Yeah. I mean, it was definitely a, yeah. one of the biggest, like, experiences yeah. and le- like learning, learning things where yep. I was just like, okay, like, I needed to go through that to be like, that's fine. And also just, like, yeah. And that's where I was kind of like, okay, like, I shouldn't have considered him my boy. Like... Because I don't know him well. Like, we were never friends. You know, like, we were never... I, know, I didn't know him for years or anything. Like, we met through someone, and then, like, he asked me out on a date, and we went out once or twice, and blah, blah, blah. And then he, I was like, oh, my boyfriend. And it's like... Hmm. The, and then that's when I realized, like, boyfriend has a very heavy connotation for me. And, like... Hmm. And, and I... And, and because I was so hurt over something that wasn't that long I was just like okay like I'm a very serious person when it comes to love and I didn't know that and Mm. I wasn't in love with him or anything but I was just like I need to be like it was a learning curve yeah like you recognized something about yourself yeah something that you need 
yeah and then that was just kind of the end of it and then sophomore year was that and then junior year like so going into my 2018 that was last year I was a sophomore to junior sophomore year I <clears throat> started a Bollywood dance team on campus oh that's which cool was really fun but yeah. like it was a lot of effort and a lot of work and I was super worked up and burnt out mm-hmm. um <clears throat> and then I had a really great internship over the summer and then after that um like after that I um went to Japan yeah that was the best time of my life yeah I I saw all the posts from that I was like damn she's having fun it was fun it was fun and I the thing is I met a lot of great people Mm -hmm. so that's just kind of it yeah that makes it but yeah and then I was 2018 was I peaked Mm. and then (laughs) I came back 2019 I was super depressed for like three months Mm. because it's like coming back to reality and like you know I yeah I think I wish I knew I'm sure there's a term for it but it's like the reverse of culture shock you culture shock coming back yeah, yeah. I don't know there, there I'm I'm fairly certain there's a term and when I wish I remembered yeah but that's was, a very real thing yeah dude coming back to the states man I like could not eat half the food when I went out <laughs> it hurt my stomach yeah I wasn't yeah. used to it and like just like going to CVS to pick up mascara and it's like my receipt is as tall as I am. Like what kind of crap, dude? Like the country is just so wasteful. Yeah. Like it just it's upsetting and it's funny cuz the the foreign perspective is that all of you Americans and it's like the country is very divided. Like mm-hmm. people see a lot of things about America here and they're like, yeah. "Oh, this is great." And I see it from a very international perspective and a global perspective and I'm like, "This is you are not number 1." No. I don't know who is going around saying spreading these rumors. Did you know that the United States is in the top 10 most dangerous places to visit in the world? Yeah, dude, because of the shootings. And, are you kidding me? And we're the only country in that top 10 who is not like war stricken the other countries are just dangerous because there's our wars happening literally it's we're the only developed in quotations country that has this problem and has this like like level of filth yeah and the way it treats the land and the people and homeless people. Mm-hmm. It's just a... It's a mess. It's a mess. What country have you visited or that you think of that you're like, that country has their shit together? Um, I haven't done a whole lot of traveling, but I do like to Google things in mm-hmm. my spare time. Mm-hmm. Um, seems like some of the Scandinavian countries have decent setups. Even mm-hmm. Canada seems to have always had a leg up on us, even though, I mean, they've had their own issues with... Um, pushing native but you know what there are issues that I'm willing to give and take like I will take I would take like okay we have a little bit of an issue over fighting land it's not okay but I would take that over going to a movie theater and getting shot do you know what I mean I do Um. that really upset me a lot like, the shootings that... I, the, I, will, I kid you not, there was a time in high school where I was sitting in Ms. Roberts' pre-cal class, and I distinctly remember sitting there 
and wondering what would happen if someone just opened mm. the door and started shooting us. Because I think it was like Sandy Hook happened or something happened. And I was just like, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Before I get into Sandy Hook, I do want to say that for a country like Canada to still be having issues with like sovereignty and natives, like mm-hmm. they should really have that shit figured out. You think so? Absolutely. Anyways, obviously we're back, you know what I mean? Anyways, we were talking about how can Canadians um, cannot need to get their shit together when it comes to native land, especially since they're not that young of a country. Um, but I was just asking Hannah if she um, has seen this thing on Netflix called Wild Wild Country. It's basically a small mini-series documentary about an Indian um, leader named Osho and how he comes to the United States in Oregon, this place in Oregon, and how he, like, creates his community, builds his own houses, hospitals, everything, and how people, like, drop their jobs and come be a follower of his, and how basically the U.S. government shut it down so hard because, like, they were doing, like, conspiracy to, like, kill people. Like, it was really corrupt, but it was, like, insane. It's really good. You should watch it. Cults, yay. (laughs) (laughs) I think, no, you know what? I have heard of that. You have? I have, yeah. I I think I saw, like, the first episode or something. I don't know. Yeah. I, no, I remember now, yeah. Yeah. Is your mic turned up all the way? Okay, we were talking about Sandy Hook. I don't want to talk about this, but I think we need to. Really uh, light subject matter here. Trigger alert. Um... I should... Like, where to even begin? I mean, the fact that... How old was the guy? I don't know. I don't remember. Should I look it up real quick? Your girlfriend was living there. She lived right next to Newtown at the time. Yeah. She, um... She taught dance lessons to elementary school kids. and um, He was 20, bro. Yeah, and white. It's disgusting. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's um, horrible. She taught dance lessons to some kids at um, Sandy Hook Elementary School. Oh, my God. And a couple of the girls in her class were killed. And it's just, and it's like for the people who are convinced that it was a hoax... Yeah, fuck you guys. Fuck those people. Yeah, fuck you guys. Like, I can't. Oh my god. And the fact that people still have access to those kinds of high caliber rifles. Yeah. Like, if if nothing's gonna change when kids are killed, then when is it? You know, like, it's just something that I can't. No, I just, yeah. (laughs) There's no words. There are no words. I was just thinking, like, about how Japan was, the argument for guns is, like, safety. Mm -hmm. And, like, I don't even know how someone can justify having a gun. Like, anything people tell me, I just, it, it won't go through my brain. 
Well, none of the arguments make much sense. They don't. If, if you... It's a cultural thing. It's strictly cultural. Like, since the olden days, they've had these. And they've, like, white men fetishize, like, fetishize. How do you say it? Fetish? Fetishize. Fetishize over these guns. It's, it's horrible. Mm. There are much more safer countries out there in this world. Oh, yeah. Most, that most countries do not are have safer. a gun. That do not have, but even the police do not have guns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The amount of lives, bro, it's like horrible. Especially for someone who's been through death. Like, I've really lived the grieving process at a very young age. And so, like, for me to, like, go through that process and, and fuck this mic, bro. For me to go through that process and, and really be like, okay, like, there are people who are killed every day for absolutely no reason. I mean... One for reasons that can be prevented. I'm okay with the logic of someone getting sick and dying. That makes sense to me. But the logic of having a gun because the government doesn't want to do anything about it, as the government, your priority should be to keep your citizens safe. Mm. And if you fail at that... It's so bureaucratic and just classist. It's all... The NRA endorses the GOP, so the GOP doesn't want to restrict. So everything is just so slow. The only good thing George Washington said, that slave-owning asshole um, said, was that we should not have parties. Yeah. We shouldn't. And what did they do? They made a party. Yeah, not the fun kind. Fuck. When do you go back to school, Anna? Um, my I fly out of San Diego on New Year's Eve. Oh fuck! What that early? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, I wanted to spend New Year's Eve, uh, with my girlfriend in Connecticut before we That's drive back. That's so sweet. Mm-hmm. Aww. It's okay. I'm gonna die alone. It's not a big deal though. Don't worry about me. No, I mean, don't worry about me. It's fine. I already know. Don't worry. It's going to be fine. (laughs) I'm not crying. You're crying. (laughs) Is there any... If there's one last thing, I just want to wrap up on one thing. If Mm. there's one thing you want to say to anybody who's in the closet right now or anybody who is struggling with depression or suicide or have dealt with that in the past... I know everyone's journey is very tailored to their own and individual. And so, um, you know, I like commend you and thank you so much for coming on here and asking me to get on the pod. I mean, I had no idea you even wanted to do this. So like, thank you so much for reaching out and being like, Hey, can I come on here and, and can we chat? It just like, I think it's incredible. Like whoever may be listening, something I've learned is you have no idea what people are going through ever. And, like, so I don't know who is listening and whose life you may have touched today by, like, from them listening to this. Um, But if you have any, like, wrapping, close-up, like, final thoughts you want to say to someone who, you know, is going through whatever they may be going through. Mm -hmm. What do you have to say? Words of wisdom segment. Um, I've always struggled to articulate what I would say to someone who is depressed because... When you're depressed, you don't yeah. want to listen mm-hmm. 
because you don't believe them because okay. everything is so shitty and horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to take it very, like, one day at a time. Like, why, okay, why should I stay here? Oh, my cat needs someone to feed it. Like, oh, my mom would be sad. Like, you have to have, like, these very logical reasons <laughs> to kind of, if you're in that, like, bad of a space. And as as cliche and annoying as it is to hear when you're depressed, it it gets better. It really does. And you just need to seek help in whatever ways you can and develop healthy coping mechanisms and just just keep trucking along because mm-hmm. it feels at times like it isn't going to end and that there is only one way to end it and that is just that's not true um and you know people love you someone loves you and um for any anyone in the closet um it's dark in there but come out on your own terms when you're ready um and learn to love yourself and accept yourself even if you because that's what I struggled with the most was accepting myself yeah and like at this point in time we know that it's okay to be gay like we know that's like an old that ship has like sailed and sunk to the bottom of the ocean you know like we know it's okay to be gay but like you got to tell yourself that it's fine that the world's not gonna come crashing down on you when you come out and that even if it isn't like taken well you're gonna feel this massive weight off your chest and um and whole new chapter in your life is gonna start and you won't regret it Mm -hmm. and thank you so much thank you for having me no of course oh my gosh guys that was the wrap-up of season two for this semester um i'm going to be starting a new season in january got some guests coming on for that and hopefully some sponsors so let's see what happens um i appreciate i started the podcast this year like in july or something i don't remember when exactly but i've actually gotten a lot of cool feedback from it and i'm so excited to be able to like have this platform and speak to people and um not that i have anything cool to say but just like to be because i i literally started because i was like i don't have a therapist so Mm. i was just like it's like easy for me to just chatter into a microphone and let other people hear it and Mm -hmm. give me feedback and it's also cheaper speaking of healthcare, (laughs) so um so yeah that's definitely um but hannah thank you so much i really appreciate it you guys can i like shout out your insta or something if someone wants to dm you from the episode sure what's your instagram um my instagram handle is at hannah with an h at the end period irby and that's e-r-b-e yeah i'm gonna put that in the description if you guys like the episode if you guys want to reach out to hannah go ahead and follow her on instagram and dm her and happy holidays to you guys and thank you so much for tuning in to this serious but sassy episode of sassy sundays of three peace guys